Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Close your eyes in Chicago and you can hear the sound of zebra braying in Africa. Look hard out your window in D.C., and you can see the snow-covered peaks of the Andes. The world is that small. We are that connected. Please visit earthshare.org and learn how the world's leading environmental groups are working together. Earthshare, one environment, one simple way to care for it all. A public service message from Earthshare and the Ad Council. Susan was a Christian, and her co-workers knew it. But how did they know? She rarely mentioned her faith. Her work was top-notch, of course. But her co-workers were sharp, too. It was something else about Susan. She clearly was not out just for herself. In a competitive industry, she knew how to share credit. She was for her associates. That quality alone spoke volumes. This is Howard Budd, Jr. of Laity Lodge. The Thessalonians were so dear to Paul that he shared not only the gospel with them, he shared his life. He was for them. What about you? Are you for your colleagues? At work, can you share credit? People notice when people care in the high calling of our daily work. For more information, visit ourdailywork.org. It is with sound mind and body that I, James Fredericks III, after fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of $32 million to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Songer. Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this! Uh-huh! I'm rich! Oh, this cannot be happening. Actually, it's not happening. What? what? And it never will. I don't get it. There aren't even people here. That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck. Huh. Put ten bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit card. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So, no inheritance? Uh, no. Go to FeedThePig.org for more free ideas. FeedThePig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. And just to be clear, no inheritance, right? You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Now, views and opinions of Nation Talk are not necessarily the views of Talk Show. 
Jerry Productions and its sponsors. This is Nation Talk. This is your Sunday evening form, Nation Talk. Nation Talk is a live public affairs program that deals with issues concerning you from the studios of Savannah, Georgia. Conversation call 1724 444 7444. Call ID number 555 pound. That's 
want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I know how important my mom was to my life. My mom means to me a lot. She's my hero. Without her being my life, I don't think I'll be in this seat right now that I'm sitting down. And well, my mom has been a good part of my life and you know, my career as a basketball player. Definitely helped mold me into who I am. My mom, she definitely my pride and joy without a doubt. Sacrificing just to make sure I had a meal that night, clothes to wear, shoes to wear. Mom was an amazing person. Do anything for her. I'm a, definitely a mama's boy. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to send a special Happy Mother's Day shout out to my mom. Wanda, enjoy it. Me and my mom have an unbreakable bond now, and I love her to death. And Happy Mother's Day. I want to give a Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Thank you guys for the love and thank you guys for the support through our lives. So appreciate your mom today. And uh, happy Mother's Day. Good evening and happy Mother's Day to all of you. This is Nation Talk. Tonight we're going to, not only we're going to pay tribute to, to mothers, but we're also going to talk about what happened to Comey. James Comey, when uh, Donald Trump asked James Comey because he mishandled the Clinton email investigation, or did he? Or did he have the FBI probe of the campaign's possible leaks to Moscow in mind? Hmm. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID number five 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 one nine pound. California, you can call back again. I'll, I'll talk. We we can talk to you. Um, I just got my Time magazine, my latest Time magazine, and and. Uh, they had this article in there called The Comey Misfire. <laughs> Especially talking about why the president fired Comey. There has been some theories on that and I kind of want to hear what your your take on it. I really want to hear your take on it. At one seven two four 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 seven four forty four. Call ID number five 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 one nine pound. Guest three. You're on Nation Talk. What do you think? Call me. Um. What do you think of call me fired? Good, bad, ugly, the same. Yeah, a great show. Uh, yeah, I did want to comment on the uh, on the Comey thing. Um, can you suck your own cock? Uh-huh. What's that? Can Can you suck your own cock? No. Do you think uh, they fucked the holes in Jesus' hands after he was crucified? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
As you all know, James Comey was the F, he was selected as the and for the um, Attorney General. I mean, sorry, FBI Director. It's also been said that 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 the general that the um, Attorney General recommended him to be fired. Now I don't how I don't know how true that is. But here's something Elizabeth Warren her take on the war or the Comey firing in which she it's because of the Russians. It's just all in, on all in on MSNBC. I'm joined now by Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, and Senator, your reaction to the dismissal of James Comey. Well, let's put it in a little context. Remember, Sally Yates uh, was acting attorney general, and one of the things she told the Trump administration was that his inner circle advisor, Flynn, uh, was compromised. ...by the Russians, and she gets fired. Uh, Preet Bharara... Uh, is the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. He's the one who has jurisdiction over any investigation into what happened at Trump Tower. And after Donald Trump originally embraced him and said he wanted to keep him on, Preet gets fired. And now it turns out that James Comey, who says he has an active and ongoing investigation, will not rule out investigating Donald Trump directly and the connection with the Trump uh, campaign and the, the Russians. And now James Comey gets fired. Um, you put those together, and it's pretty clear what's going on here. Donald Trump doesn't want anyone coming any place close to an active investigation into the relationship. 
between the Russians, the Trump campaign, and Donald Trump himself. Um, Rod Rosenstein is now the Deputy Attorney General, and uh, were there to be a special prosecutor appointed, it would be under his power because Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, has recused himself. Do you believe a special prosecutor should be appointed by the Deputy Attorney General? Absolutely. We need a special prosecutor right now. I mean, yes, he needs to announce he's going to do it this evening and figure out who the right person is and then have a special prosecutor. Look, the only way we go forward here is if we've got someone who's independent, who's going to conduct a transparent investigation into what's going on. We've had enough of the partisanship here. This is now something that matters to every single American. It doesn't matter whether you, what your political affiliation is, whether you have no uh, political affiliation at all. What matters as Americans is that we need to get to the bottom of this question of what is the relationship between Donald Trump and the Russians. We need to know that as Americans. And now that Trump has fired three people directly and his own attorney general has recused himself from having anything to do with the investigation because he lied to Congress about his own relationship with the Russians, the American people want us to get to the bottom of this. We must get to the bottom of this, and that starts with an independent prosecutor. So, so I want to I present to you the substantive case the White House is making here and, and get your reaction to it. So the, the, what they are saying, if you read the, the, the Deputy Attorney General's letter, it is actually a, a condemnation of, of James Comey's conduct that aligns quite closely with what I heard from Democrats, prominent and not so prominent, and the Clinton campaign about his conduct, the decision to arrogate to himself the unilateral ability to make these determinations, to uh, offer his judgments on her conduct. This is, uh, the director was wrong to usurp the attorney general's authority on July 5th, 2016, and announce his conclusion, as I'll recall, that the case should be closed without prosecution. They're basically saying this is a substantive critique of, of, of him essentially going rogue during the campaign, and that means that he's no longer fit to serve because he, he still says it's the right thing to do, and the attorney general and the president agree, and they're saying, don't Democrats agree? You guys have been calling for his head forever. Comey was not fired because of Hillary. Comey was fired because of the Russians. Uh, the timing makes this, I think, entirely clear. Uh, the fact that all during the campaign, Donald Trump kept citing Comey and using Comey. Uh, once he was elected, he embraced Comey. And now to turn around months later and say, oh, yeah, that was just terrible. Nah, come on. There's nobody left in America who believes that Donald Trump fired James Comey in order to try, because James Comey was mean to Hillary Clinton. That's, you know, it, there's a lot that well, Donald Trump that says way. that makes you black. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, but, so on, wait, let me ask you this. Let me, let me ask you this. I mean, sure. uh, at one level, uh, the, 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 there's precedent for this. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton was the last uh, president to, to terminate uh, a, a FBI director. It's within the power, powers of the president. It's a 10-year term. There's some independence, but they, they do serve the pleasure of the president. The president can fire them. So, but, How big but, a deal is this? It is a big deal. In fact, I think that's the only time an FBI director has been terminated. And that FBI director was terminated not because of any ongoing investigation. He was terminated for ethics violations. Uh, and, and so terminating someone because yeah. they have behaved in ways that are, that are ethics violations, yes, of course. But that's, you know, in a sense, though, that really is the point here, isn't it? No one is above the law. The 
director of the FBI is not above the law. But here's the point. The president of the United States is not above the law. And if there is a relationship between Trump, his campaign, and the Russians, then the American people need to know about that. And if it is not lawful or was not lawful, then we also need to know about that. No one in America is above the law, and that includes Donald Trump. It seems to me that in this context, uh, in terms of how the Constitution deals with possible lawlessness by the president, uh, and not saying that's been established, uh, that that the, there's a political question at the heart of this, which is that you're going to need Republicans to come to the same conclusion that you have, uh, whether it's in the confirmation of the next person to lead the FBI, whether it's in the possibility of some sort of legislation that would create an independent prosecutor. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, there are some moments that transcend politics, and I think this is one of them. This is a moment when all of us should care, whether we're Democrats or Republicans. And this is true in the House, in the Senate, and all across this country. We need an independent investigation into Donald Trump's relationship to the Russians, an investigation that all of us can believe in, an investigation that is not shaped by one political point of view or another an independent, transparent investigation. Even Donald Trump's most ardent supporters should want that. There should not be a cloud hanging over the White House about how Donald Trump is tangled up with Russian oligarchs. What we need now is an independent investigation, and I hope that all of my colleagues in Congress will call on the Deputy Attorney General to appoint a special prosecutor right now. He said during his confirmation hearings that if called upon, if mm. circumstances warranted, that he was ready to do that. He was prepared to do it. That's what the law puts in place for him to do now that now that the attorney general has been has been blocked out from any uh, part of this process. So let's get it. Let's do it right now. Let's have an independent special prosecutor someone who can pursue this all the way down and find out exactly what the relationship is between Trump and the Russians. We, we all want to know the answer to that. And, yes, we all want to know the answer to that. To this, to this firing and why. This is nation talk. That afternoon, every employee in Jenny's department watched the clock nervously. At 3 p.m., emails would go out to those getting laid off. At 3.01, her inbox dinged. Jenny was out of work. From other cubicles, someone pounded a fist. Another shouted. One person even cried. Jenny felt like doing it all. Instead, she walked to a co-worker and said, How can I help this is Howard Budd, Jr. of Laity Lodge. Bad news naturally brings fear. The writer of Psalm 31 cries out, My life is consumed by anguish. Yet a few lines later he writes, But I trust in you, Lord. My times are in your hands. Employed or not, our times are in his hands. In the high calling of our daily work.
For more information, visit OurDailyWork.org. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him opening his own clothing store at the age of 18? One in 138,000. Excited to be a part of pop culture, he packed for the big city. The odds of finding someone to invest in his vision? One in 4.5 million. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food, especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Some views and peas on Nature Talk are not necessarily the views of TalkShoe, Jam Radio Productions, and its sponsors. You're listening to Nation Talk.
that's been the long-standing question for these last few weeks now on this firing. Uh, let's get another side of this. Gingrich on Coney's firing. Trump had no choice. You know, Newt Gingrich was the Speaker of the House, and he has something to say about this. Joining us now on this very serious news night, former Speaker of the House, Fox News contributor, Newt Gingrich. Speaker, I'm trying to lay out the case here. James Comey, I think, earned this. I'd love your thoughts. Well, look, I think the key fact is that the brand-new Deputy Attorney General, who is a 30-year career professional in the Justice Department, who was President Barack Obama's U.S. Attorney for Maryland, who was just two weeks ago endorsed by the Senate 94-6. to This is the person who wrote the letter, which is devastating, and said that it's clear that Comey cannot lead the FBI, that he has made such a significant series of mistakes that it has crippled the morale of the FBI. Uh, and in that letter, he goes through citing attorney general after attorney general after attorney general, all of them saying what Comey's done violates totally the FBI. So you're President Trump. You have the deputy attorney general, who everybody agrees is a nonpartisan, widely approved career professional, sends a letter to the attorney general and says, if we're going to rebuild the FBI, Comey has to go. The attorney general says, all right, I agree with you. He puts a cover letter on. It shows up on President Trump's desk. What I would say to the Democrats is, if the President of the United States gets a letter like that from a career professional who you just voted for, how could he do anything else except, uh, except the letter and fire the director of the FBI? Because you'd be looking at this career professional and deciding that he didn't know what he was talking about. And that's why I think the Democrats and the elite media tonight have this very, very difficult job of trying to convince the rest of us that somehow, magically, this Barack Obama U.S. attorney, 30-year professional, somehow was turned by the Trump team and is now an agent of Donald Trump. I don't believe that. I think what he did, and he has a people should read the actual letter, he cites attorney general after attorney general from both parties, saying that this was exactly wrong and that Comey, in fact, violated the rules of the Justice Department, the principles of the FBI, and is not capable of rebuilding the FBI. Now, I think at that point, President Trump, frankly, had no choice. Well, let me read from this letter, because I think this is very important, and it's not a case that the media is focusing in on. I cannot defend the director's handling of the conclusion of the investigation of Secretary Clinton's emails. He admitted up until he, he said he's not doing anything, that she violated laws. And he goes on to say, and I do not understand his refusal to accept the nearly universal judgment that he was mistaken. Almost everyone agrees the director made serious mistakes. It is one of the few issues that unites people <laughs> of diverse perspective, which we saw the comments of some of the left uh, from when they didn't like what Comey was doing. And then it goes on to say, 
the director was wrong to assert the attorney general's authority, announce his conclusion that the case should be closed without prosecution. It is not the function of the director to make such an announcement. At most, the director should have, uh, it goes on, uh, completed the investigation, presented its findings to federal prosecutors. Now he defends his uh, decision by asserting that he believed the, the attorney general at the time was in conflict. But the FBI director is never empowered to supplant federal prosecutors and assume command of the Justice Department. There is a well-established process for other officials to step in when a conflict requires the recusal of the attorney general. Wow. That is a powerful indictment against James Comey. Look, and what everybody has to understand is that letter is not written by a Trump campaign person. It's not written particularly by a Trump supporter. It's written by a 30-year career professional, President Barack Obama's choice to be the U.S. attorney for Maryland, and a man who the U.S. Senate voted 94 to 6 just two weeks ago, saying this is a man of great integrity. And when you read the letter, and of course it goes on at great length, when you read the letter, you realize that, that Comey, who, by the way, as you know, in the last two weeks, we've had Hillary Clinton on television saying that Comey was a major reason she lost. And it's kind of weird. You'd think the Democrats would be saying, yeah, I always thought what he did was wrong. Now they're saying, oh, no, no, you shouldn't get rid of him, even though they were all for getting rid of him. Hillary Clinton, I suspect, thinks he should have been gone. Uh, but, but this also fits another pattern. If Donald Trump walks out in the morning and says the American flag is red, white, and blue, a, a significant number of the elite media will say, no, no, it's fuchsia. Don't you understand that it's fuchsia? Because they're not going to accept Donald Trump saying anything. And in this case, Trump was the executor of the judgment of the attorney general and the deputy attorney general who decisively said to him, you must fire Comey. And I think it's important to put in context what Trump is doing here. It's not about the campaign. It's not about Trump's personal view. It's the, it's the commander-in-chief, President of the United States, getting a document from his attorney general that says, we cannot rebuild the FBI as long as this guy's in charge. Okay. We, we need to go through some facts and laws. And I, and I go back to that July press conference when he did this 13-minute. I, I was sitting there with my mouth open thinking, oh, my goodness, she is about to be indicted. It was that strong a case he was laying out. I'll never forget the moment. And then at the last minute, but never mind. That's kind of what it was. Let's look at, for example, the, the list of potential crimes here. And honestly, you know, disclosure of classified information, it happened, Mr. Speaker. That's a fact. You know, records management, he even said you cannot put on a private server top secret special access program information, unauthorized removal and retention of classified documents. Fact, it happened. They were talking about a mom-and-pop shop bathroom where the email server was, was, was kept. Concealment, removal, mutilation. I think that would count for 30,000 emails, sir. Statements of entries, generally. Is there anything here that we don't know is proven in terms of a violation of law? And why am I heart of hearts tonight, sir, believe that we have a two-tier justice system that if Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, had done the things that the Clintons did, you would be in jail tonight, and I'd be visiting you with a cake and a file. <laughs> well, I, I would hope that wouldn't be the case, but... No, I'd do it I for you. I'm a friend. Thank you. I, 
I'd rather you'd reverse that and said, if you were in jail, I'd bring you. Oh, thanks a lot. Okay, that's not here there. <laughs> but here, here, here's the thing to think about. The next big test, and this will be a real test for the Democrats in the Senate. You're now going to have the Attorney General and the Deputy Attorney General reach out and look for somebody of such integrity that they can rebuild faith in and belief in the FBI. And I think if they send to, if the, if the president nominates somebody who's clearly not a Republican, not a conservative, not a partisan, but a dedicated law enforcement person of considerable background, I think that the, the test for the Democrats is, are you really going to politicize the Federal Bureau of Investigation, even when the guy you just endorsed and got 94 senators to vote for him, and who's a career professional, is the guy helping defend this and helping put it together. I think that's the next big test. Comey's now gone. Uh, he will become part of a lot of history books. But the, the turning the corner, getting a first-rate leader who can rebuild the morale and the integrity and the public trust in the FBI, that's the big test now for the Trump administration. You know, you point out 90, I think it was 94 to 6 or 96 to 4. I, I lost 90, my man. 94 to 6. Okay. That this is a, an Obama appointee here that wrote this letter tonight. This is not right. a Trump appointee. You know, if you look at all the, the differing people that have served at the highest level as attorney generals, for example, and a deputy attorney generals, you know, look at uh, Judge Lawrence uh, Silverman served as the deputy attorney general under Ford. It's not the Bureau's responsibility to opine on whether a matter should be prosecuted. And he believes that the director's performance was so inappropriate that the FBI director uh, and the Bureau will ever completely recover that is a stinging indictment. Jamie Garlick, by the way, Attorney General, uh, Deputy Attorney General under President Clinton, joined with Larry Thompson, Deputy Attorney General under President Bush, to opine that the director had chosen to personally restrike the balance between transparency and fairness from the department's traditions and concluded that the director violated his obligation to preserve, to protect, and defend the traditions of the Department of the FBI. One more second. Mike Lucchese, he said the same thing, and that disclosing the recommendation said it was out of fashion, Alberto Gonzalez. And if you want to look at somebody I never thought would agree with us, Eric Holder, who served as the Deputy Attorney General under President Clinton and Attorney General under Obama, said that the director's decision was incorrect and that it violated long-standing Justice Department policies and traditions, and it ran counter to the guidance that I put in place four years ago laying out the proper way to conduct investigations during an election season. And he concluded that the rector, quote, broke with these fundamental principles and negatively affected public trust in both the Justice Department and the FBI. We're talking about a, a broad spectrum of political views here, but in the arena of law and the Department of Justice and the Justice Department. I'd like you to react to those very prominent, respected well, figures. And, of course, all of this is captured in the letter by the Deputy Attorney General, who makes this unbelievably strong case that there is no defense for how Comey behaved, that it is a very dangerous violation. I mean, you can't have the nation's leading law enforcement agency, with its thousands and thousands of agents, with its capacity to get court-ordered wiretaps, with all the things they can do to gather information, you can't have the top of that behaving capriciously and deciding whether or not he or she 
will release things. That's why they serve under the Justice Department. They don't serve equal to it or above it. Uh, and, and this is really one of the more extraordinary, maybe the most extraordinary case uh, in the history of the FBI. But again, notice, even though, as you just did, you can quote Eric Holder, the Attorney General under, under Obama and Deputy Attorney General under Clinton. You can quote Gorlick, who was the Deputy Attorney General under Clinton. The fact is the elite media is going to go crazy. They are going to totally distort this, uh, and they're going to refuse to recognize and refuse to acknowledge that this was, in fact, the legitimate decision of the Deputy Attorney General, who was a career professional and was an Obama appointee as the U.S. Attorney. And by the way, the Wall Street Journal has a superb editorial, which came out this evening, which lays out this case calmly and just says, look, for the good of the country, for the good of our system of justice, for the good of the Federal Bureau of Investigation as an institution, this was the right decision. The president reacted appropriately to the recommendation of his attorney general and his deputy attorney general. We'd be in a lot more trouble if he got a letter that was that strong and didn't take any action. And I think we need to remember that. It took, it took courage on President Trump's part to do this, but it would have been a disaster for the country if he had rejected this letter and not done it. That's so well said. You know, on all of the issues that, that we talk about, I believe it is such a, a travesty of justice that we know Hillary broke laws that would put the rest of us in jail, sir. You know, that's not equal justice under the law. You're not allowed to do what she did with an email server, what she did with the Clinton Foundation, the quid pro quo. She signed off the Secretary of State, the foundation's taking in millions, 20% of our country's uranium goes to Vladimir Putin, and these, these investigations die. The Fourth Amendment protections we have, sir, and General Flynn is surveilled, okay, incidentally, but then he's unmasked, and then the intelligence is leaked to the press. And on top of that, on three separate occasions, the president in his letter tonight says that Comey said he's not under investigation, and he has allowed this to hang out there so that the entire country has been sold a bill of goods and a narrative and a lie and a false conspiracy by a media that from day one has wanted to delegitimize and destroy this president. It is beyond him contributing to a crisis in confidence and division in this country. Is, am I right or wrong here? No, you're right. And you'll notice yesterday that the former uh, director of national intelligence, Clapper, uh, and the former acting attorney general uh, who was inherited from Obama both said in testimony that there is no evidence that uh, Trump was in any way involved, period. Uh, and so, you know, you promptly have various news media people say, well, they may not have found a smoking gun. That's not what they said. They said there is no evidence. So people need to understand the elite media and the hard left are desperate to avoid the reality that Donald Trump won, that Hillary Clinton lost. They are desperate to find a way to undermine and delegitimize President Clinton. But in this case, and it's be really interesting to watch it play out over three or four or five days, as the average American comes to realize this was the recommendation of President Obama's U.S. attorney for Maryland. This is the recommendation of a career professional. And what the president did is he took the professional advice of somebody who has spent their lifetime serving the country, not a Republican, not a partisan, not a campaign worker, but a genuine, deeply committed Justice Department employee. I think the country is going to conclude this is one further example of the elite media being dishonest and being, frankly, hysterical, and one more example 
of us trying to move to, to restore the rule of law and to restore integrity back to the government. All right, now, you heard Newt Gingrich and his statement to the fact of, about Comey's fire. I want to find out what's your take on it. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Card your number five 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 one nine. Before I go to our caller, um, Trump is hardly the first president to want to dump an FBI director. The Bureau's most famous executive, J. Edgar Hoover used a combination of press hype and blackmail to to survive nearly half a century as director from 1924 to 1972. So he is not the only one. Of course, you know, J. Edgar Hoover did... I don't think he liked anybody, really. To be to really be honest with you, I, I don't think he liked anybody that was for that was um, not up to, I guess, quote unquote, his standards. So it's it's really hard to say if um, really hard to say about this this um. FBI director. There's been a lot of things going going around, and I don't know. It's again, it's it's it is hard to say what. So, guest, guest, uh, guest five. Yeah, guest five. Uh, you heard the you heard you heard the um. You heard Gingrich, Gingrich, the speaker, the former speaker of the House. What you think? Yeah, I did hear the interview, and it was a very insightful interview. Um, my my question is, are you sure you can't suck your own cock? Nope. I wonder if you could, if you could. Okay. Uh, Rand Paul, firing. Here's his take on on Comey's of Comey's firing and what he said about it. This is his reaction to this fiasco. Senator Rand Paul, a Republican from Kentucky. Uh, what, do, what, what are your initial thoughts about all of this? You know, I think the firing of Comey couldn't have come soon enough. I think uh, all Americans thought he botched the Clinton email investigation. If you're a Democrat, you thought he did too much to insinuate that she was guilty. And then if you're a Republican, you thought, well, if he insinuated she was guilty, why didn't they prosecute her? So I think both sides were unhappy. And if virtually every American thinks you botched an investigation, 
maybe that we need somebody else that can uh, bring more confidence to the FBI. There's no doubt 24 hours ago uh, everyone, to your point, would have said, hey, this guy's got to go. But fast forward to this morning, and even some of your Senate Republican colleagues are questioning the timing of it. Well, there's a lot of hypocrisy going around. Uh, Chuck Schumer, in November, said he lost confidence. Hillary Clinton saying that he completely destroyed the whole election. And then you have uh, Eric Holder says that uh, in the letter, you know, indicating his uh, dismissal, Eric Holder says that Comey violated longstanding Department of Justice procedures. So I think you have a lot of people looking at it from the Democrat side who have said they have lost confidence in him. I think you have Republicans saying he should have prosecuted Clinton. Nobody's happy with his uh, tenure at the FBI. So I think it was long past time for him to go. Of course, this puts a lot of pressure on the replacement. Uh, who's the ideal candidate? Not who do you think it should be per se, but who's, who's the person that you think has sort of rekindled not only the esprit de corps, the FBI, and perhaps the entire intelligence community, but also Main Street America, which obviously is confused at this point and not trusting anyone? You know, I think a lot of people come from within the FBI, but I don't know that that's an absolute. I do think you want someone with some experience in law enforcement, but I think you also want somebody who knows how to balance civil liberties with law enforcement. My, one of my concerns with Comey is that he was always up here on the Hill advocating for more power for the FBI, and when I countered that and said, you know what, you could have done a better job investigating the killer in Orlando, the FBI heard about this uh, killer weeks in advance and didn't do enough investigation Comey would always respond and say, oh, we just need more power to tap more phones of everybody, and we'll get enough information to stop this. And my point was they just need to do better police work when someone tips them off. A gun store tipped them off about the Orlando killer, and they did virtually zero to investigate it. Yeah, I think uh, we've seen a, a similar threat there uh, with a lot of these uh, terrorists who were in the clutches uh, of our law enforcement officials and then, uh, you know, somehow slipped through. But before you go, Senator, I do want to ask uh, – you want the Intelligence Committee to disclose if the Obama administration was actually spying on you. What makes you think that you were possibly a target of President Obama's spying? We've had two uh, different reporters come to us who say they have sources, and of course I don't know the sources, so I can't tell if it's true or not, but when I have two different reporters asking me, you know, and telling me they have evidence that it happened, I have the ability to ask, and so I've asked the White House, and I've asked the House Intel Committee, and I've asked the Senate Intel Committee. There's supposed to be a procedure called a Gates notification, and if someone is listening to someone in Congress in the executive branch, that, that is a potential great danger to disrupt the freedom of the legislative branch to criticize the executive branch, and if the intelligence community is being used for politics, that is a very, very serious crime because they have so much power to collect. I mean, they have power to collect information, invade your privacy, but also to destroy you. General Flynn, like him or not, agree or not, he was destroyed by an illegal listening, uh, illegal surveillance of his phone conversation. If that's going to go on, can you imagine what would happen to an ordinary citizen if the government's able to listen in on them? Senator Rand Paul, that's why you've got so many fans from coast to coast, and we appreciate you taking out the time this morning. Almost at the second hour, we'll be back with more Unleashed Talk.
Teach boys early that violence against women is wrong. Learn how to start the conversation at teacheearly.org. What you buy teachers without violence and the Ad Council. We are talking about our world today. Oh, and someone's on the line. Hi, I'm Jacqueline. Welcome, Jacqueline. How old are you? You sound so young. I'm eight. Oh, wow. I assume you're a student, right? Yes, from Jefferson Elementary. And I have a question. Sure. And what's your question? We all know the Earth has seven continents that currently carry 193 countries. Those continents make up 29% of the Earth's surface, meaning that the vast majority of our planet, 71%, is comprised of water. Taking into consideration man automatically adapts to environmental conditions, why is it that I need to take swimming lessons? Are you ready for kids who eat healthy? Good nutrition can lead to great things. To find out how a healthy lifestyle can help your child succeed, go to MyPyramid.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council and USDA. Violence, theft, drugs, graffiti, it's all part of joining a gang. In times like these, we need to protect our kids and our community from gangs. Gangs often prey on teens with low self-esteem who perform poorly in school and who seek a sense of belonging. Protect kids from gangs. Know who they're hanging out with. Encourage them to become involved in school activities. Give kids a positive alternative to gangs. To learn more, visit ncpc.org or contact your local law enforcement agency. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. That last apartment looked more like a tool shed. That's because it was a tool shed, dear. I thought I'd show you the less than desirable apartments first because your credit is less than acceptable. But no worries, plenty of apartments. Let's try this one. It's a broom closet. Don't be silly, dear. It was a broom closet. Now it's apartment 3AA. Potential landlords can and will check your credit before giving you a lease. Don't let your credit put you in a bad place. Go to controlyourcredit.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Treasury and the Ad Council. The peers of the Nation Talk and Unnested Views are talk to Jam Radio Productions, com, and its sponsors. This is Nation Talk. Thank you. 
Wow, yeah, since the storm, it's been crazy busy for us. We got all kinds of office desks coming in. Now, here's a, here's a fancy one right here. It's missing a leg, but that's all right. Whatever. Washers and dryers from a laundromat. Oh, wow, check this out. Another deep fryer. And I'm not sure what this doohickey is. Yeah, most businesses weren't ready for a storm like that, you know. But our work's really piling up here at Roberts and Son Salvage. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency. And 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. The views of peers of Nation Talk are not necessarily views of Talk Show. Jamrader Productions, Sotohead.com, and its sponsors. This is Nation Talk. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Police officer gets out and looks at me and says, Sir, do you have a gun in your car? So, well, yes, I do. It's up here. So, need you to step out of the car, please. Well, I'm sitting on the curb. Feel somebody grab my arms and pull my arms behind me. And it's a female police officer. And I says, What are you doing? So, I'm handcuffing you. I said, For what? Because you're under arrest. So, I'm under arrest for what? To find out what happens next, click this video right now. Prepare for what happens after the smoke clears with the... And welcome back to Hannity. All right, we're going to cut through all of the noise, all of the nonsense on this program tonight, and tell you exactly what the left and destroy Trump media will not tell you. James Comey, the former now FBI director, is a national embarrassment. It's that plain. It's that simple. And, frankly, he's very lucky that President Trump kept him around this long because of his now unhinged and very erratic behavior. Now, firing James Comey was absolutely the single right thing for this president to do. It's good for the country, and let me tell you why. Comey has failed. You, the American people, on a spectacular level, and at every single turn, the FBI director disrespected the Constitution. He showed he does not care about the equal application of the rule of law being applied equally to every American. He has now stood by while our Fourth Amendment rights have been trampled upon. And worst of all, he has created in this country now a two-tier justice system, one for Hillary and Bill Clinton and one for the rest of America. It's become a travesty. Comey tonight should be ashamed of himself. Now, let's start with facts and Hillary Clinton and the private email server that she used purposely to circumvent what is known as congressional oversight. Here are the facts, plain and simple. Hillary Clinton's server contained top-secret special access programs, in other words, the highest level of classified information on her computer. She deleted over 30,000 emails on that computer, claiming they were personal. They were about yoga, wedding, grandchildren, and emailing Bill Clinton, who never had an email account. 
This was a lie from the get-go. And what's so despicable about this is back in July, when Comey made his big announcement on Hillary Clinton and the investigation, he acknowledged all of these facts, which, by the way, is an acknowledgement that crimes were committed. Take a look. From the group of 30,000 emails returned to the State Department in 2014, 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time, and eight contained confidential information at the time. Separate from those, about 2,000 additional emails were upclassified to make them confidential. None of these emails should have been on any kind of unclassified system. But their presence is especially concerning because all of these emails were housed on unclassified personal servers, not even supported by full-time security staff, like those found at agencies and departments of the United States government, or even with a commercial email service like Gmail. What you saw right there was James Comey laying out the legal case against Hillary Clinton, and then inexcusably, after 13 minutes of a stinging indictment, he left her, let her off the hook, and Comey completely ignored all the laws that Hillary Clinton broke, which you can see on the side of your screen. Nobody in the mainstream media, the Destroy Trump media, is telling you this tonight. Now, if you or I, anybody in this audience, did anything close to what Hillary Clinton did, you would be put in jail. You would be perp-walked, fingerprinted, you would be mugshotted and put in jail. But James Comey proved himself to be, in the end, Nothing more, sadly, than a political hack, and he didn't deliver equal justice under the law. Now, was this because Comey thought Hillary was going to win and become the president? I don't know. I won't speculate. But what I do know is that Comey was only three years into his 10-year term, so tonight we will connect the dots for you. For example, let's talk about the Clinton Foundation and the alleged pay-to-play scheme. Now, the Clintons, they lined their pockets millions and millions of dollars while Hillary was serving as Secretary of State. Now, the evidence of wrongdoing is incontrovertible, overwhelming, yet Comey sat on the sidelines, and Clinton even gave up 20% of this nation's uranium to Vladimir Putin in this corrupt Uranium One deal. She personally, as Secretary of State, had to sign off on that 20% going to Putin. The evidence of wrongdoing is overwhelming. And by the way, James Comey, the destroyed Trump media, the radical left, they sat on the sidelines. They ignored the rule of law. And I want to add one thing to this. 20%, meanwhile, the Clinton Foundation lined their pockets with millions. Bill Clinton doubled his speaking fees when he spoke in Moscow. Let me give you another example. More recently, there's the egregious violation of our Fourth Amendment rights with Americans like General Flynn, who were incidentally caught up in foreign surveillance. They were unmasked. That intelligence, a felony, leaked to the press by any measure. The, the one crime that we know was definitely committed in the case of General Flynn didn't bother Comey one bit. Sally Yates even said yesterday she was never asked about this by Comey. He did nothing to get to the truth, to get answers about who leaked information about General Mike Flynn, a felony under the Espionage Act. And the incompetent Comey? 
He did nothing to stop this false lie that has been advanced for so many months that Russia was colluding with then-candidate Trump and then transition team Trump. He should have, for the sake of this country, put this to rest once and for all. Now, in his letter, firing Comey, the president revealed, Comey told him on three separate occasions he's not being investigated. Why didn't the FBI director come forward and tell that to you, the American people, especially, especially since he was so quick to divulge information, exonerating Hillary Clinton, who he laid out the case, violated the law. Even James Clapper yesterday said that the Russia collusion talking point was not based on fact at all. It's all predicated on one big lie, on innuendo, on bizarre conspiracies. So you know what? To James Comey, good riddance. He deserves everything he got tonight. He has earned this, although the media, which loves Hillary, didn't want Trump to win, didn't think Trump would win, they'll never tell you this. Also, speaking of the mainstream media, they're losing their minds tonight over this. They have gone completely insane. They're not giving you the truth or the facts that we just gave you, and they're trying to turn this into a scandal that it is not because they've been trying to destroy this president, delegitimize him from day one. Here's some evidence. Remember WikiLeaks, what they revealed? The alt-left propaganda, destroy Trump media, was proven again and again to have colluded with the Clinton campaign. They were her biggest donor. They were in her corner. They wanted Hillary elected, just like they never vetted. Remember back in the day, we were talking about Reverend Wright, Acorn, Alinsky, uh, Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dort. They never told you the truth about Obama. They never told you after eight years how he failed spectacularly. They've been gunning for President Trump since day one. Is it any surprise they're trying to destroy this president tonight? And then, of course, there's the Democrats. There's Chucky Schumer, crocodile tears himself, foaming at the mouth earlier tonight over this news. Listen to the feigned outrage of Chuck Schumer, the selective moral outrage of Chuck Schumer after Comey was fired tonight. Watch this. They fired Sally Yates. They fired Preet Bharara. And now they fired Director Comey, the very man leading the investigation. This does not seem to be a coincidence. This investigation must be run as far away as possible from this White House and as far away as possible from anyone that President Trump has appointed. Given the way the President fired Director Comey, any person who he appoints to lead the Russia investigation will be concerned that he or she will meet the same fate as Director Comey if they run afoul of the administration. Keep in mind, this is the same hypocrite, the same phony, Chuck Schumer, back in November, right before the election, said this about James Comey after he reopened the investigation in the Hillary Clinton server scandal, quote, I do not have confidence in James Comey any longer to restore my faith. I'm going to have to sit down and talk to him and get an explanation for why he did this. And if that's not enough, take a look at all these liberals. You won't see this on any other network tonight, I promise you, that hated Comey before he got fired. Now tonight they love him. Watch this. We're all disturbed, uh, first of all, by the letter, which really broke precedent, uh, was over the advice of uh, the leaders in the Justice Department. Uh, you know, I'm not challenging uh, Mr. Comey's motivation, but I do think it was 
uh, unwarranted. It was a mistake. He's got a big burden of proof, so to speak, on him for why he did what seems to be such an appalling act that goes against the tradition of prosecutors at every level. <laughs> You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Is this radio spot where Nikki Baker's life, it would start pretty normal, like this. But, but then, then right, right around here, her life would take a bad turn with her mother abusing her. And about this far in, Nikki would drop out of high school and run away. Here, she'd be forced to work two jobs struggling to support herself and her daughter. She'd feel stuck, stuck, stuck. But then she'd decide to earn her GED diploma. She'd take my prep classes. Study every night and feel unstuck. Because she finally hears someone say, Nikki Baker, come up and get your GED diploma. If this radio spot were Nikki Baker's life, the ending wouldn't be the ending at all. It would be the beginning of a brighter future. For free info about GED test prep classes, call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Where do baby smiles come from? No, it's not gas. They're imitating the monkeys. So says evolution. That's next on today's Creation Moment. And now our Creation Moments host, Ian Taylor. Did you know it's practically impossible to laugh without smiling at the same time? Will you try it sometime? Or you can make laughing sounds without smiling, but you can't laugh for real. Well, if you're anything like me, you just might laugh out loud when you hear what evolutionists are now telling us about why babies smile and laugh. 
According to evolutionists at Kyoto University, babies smile not because they are amused or because they are trying to communicate with their parents. Babies smile for the same reason that monkeys smile, to facilitate the development of cheek muscles, enabling humans, chimpanzees, and Japanese monkeys to produce smiles, laughs, and grimaces. And they add, spontaneous smiles don't express feelings of pleasure in chimpanzees and Japanese monkeys. Rather, the smiles are more similar to submissive signals and grimaces rather than smiles. According to study author Masaki Tomonaga, we can infer that the origin of smiles goes back at least 30 million years, when old world monkeys and our direct ancestors diverged. Really now, do evolutionists honestly expect us to believe this? There's nothing funny about evolutionary nonsense like this. The reason we smile, even when we're babies, is because God created human beings as emotional creatures capable of expressing an incredibly wide range of feelings. When's the last time you thanked God for such a wonderful gift? Creation Moments exists to glorify God by presenting evidence for the literal truth of the Bible. For more information, visit our website at creationmoments.com and join us again for another Creation Moment, proclaiming evidence of God's truth. Here's a piece of Nation Talk, and our next set of views are Talk Show, Jam, Radio Production, Stonehead.com, and its sponsors. This is Nation Talk.
my mother died in my 20s, an older friend told me that my relationship with her would continue to grow, that as I aged, I would learn new things about her. This seemed unthinkable at the time. It has turned out to be true. While nothing has ever replaced my mom's love, loving my own children has brought me closer to my mother than I could have ever imagined when I lost her 20 years ago. Here's what I've learned by becoming a motherless mother. How much she loved me. I knew she did, but now I understand the depths of her love, the insane amounts of patience, sacrifice, and humor it must have taken to raise me or for any mother to raise any little human. How exhausted she was. I now understand why we ate dinner at 5.30 p.m. and why she was in bed by 8. Why she went to church every weekday morning before we woke up. It's the same reason I go for a run at 6 a.m., to have time to collect my thoughts and say thanks for the day before I get hit with equal amounts of kisses and toddler mucus. Why she cried when she was happy. This is a mystery solved as soon as you receive your first love note from your four-year-old. Why she was so grateful. I remember my mom sitting at our kitchen table paying bills with a small smile. She'd sigh and say, I'm so blessed to be able to pay these. She knew it was about what you have. Oh, my God! I tell my kids all the time that I'm so lucky they chose me to be their mom. I'm as grateful as she was, but I'll never be as graceful as my mom. As my dad said in his eulogy for her, and you may say the same about your mom, we can't be as good as Gail, but we can all try to be good like her. My mother is still revealing herself to me every day as I approach the age at which she left us. I hope you feel closer to your mom today, too, wherever she is. Tonight we celebrate mothers on Mother's Day. And I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. Grandmothers, moms, stepmoms, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, aunties, foster moms, all of you who influences uh, someone in in their life. So tonight we celebrate mothers.
fuck this song so I can be famous? I'm gonna beat this. Okay, Google, play Troll Hunters from Netflix on the TV. Okay, Troll Hunters from Netflix playing on the TV. Thank you, Ellie, for all good trolls. This way, my friends, there is much to see. It's, it's so much joy, and she introduced me to myself. My daughter introduced me to myself. And I have my best friend and my connection with my husband. You know, my mother and I are so close, and I always pray that I would have that type of relationship with my daughter. You live your whole life, and you think, oh, I'm doing something, I'm, I'm working, and I'm this person, I'm that to all these people. And then you have a baby, and it just changes everything. It's just in one minute, 
you just are completely redefined. And I swear that well of emotion is just, it's inexplicable. And I just felt like my life is forever changed. It gets difficult at times, but you know, they're the joy and the light of, of my whole life. So um, actually everything is so much better now with them in my life. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually enjoying working even more now because I just enjoy going home even more. I guess I didn't realize that you could really just like your children as much as your friends. You know, I just enjoy interacting with them, <laughs> you know. I just like to be Yeah, that's an them. interesting thing. You didn't think you would like them. You knew you'd love them, yeah. but you didn't think you'd like them. Oh, she says, I'm sorry all the time. It's the most bizarre thing. Every time she hurts herself, mm -hmm. she falls and she, like, scrapes her arm. She goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the cutest thing. To herself. Know. Yeah. You know, I get to walk into school every day. We walk to school together. We walk home. And for those of you who have, have done this in the past or about to, it's, it, it's the happiest time of, now I'm going to start, it's the happiest time of my life. It's the it's to walk through our city and be with my son. And Do you learn a lot seeing the world through his eyes? Because I hear people say that all the time. Absolutely. Really. Mm -hmm. And when you're forced to answer questions, you know, um, they all ask such wonderful questions because they're, they are really observing the world, whereas we're just, we're merely living in it, you know? My son, our son, he is like the, my heart burster. <laughs> My heart burster is just overflowing and bursting. It's crazy. I'm learning so much from him. I think we kind of get to this place where we just swear we got it all down and we just know every single thing and we've seen it all and we just did it all. And it's, and it's like, what about those little things of wonder? You know, those amazing little things that are just full of wonder, like when the whole room goes dark and it's so exciting. Or like when you see an airplane fly across the sky. It's like you just discover how much a person learns, you know, how much a child learns and how much we're capable of learning because there's always something new or something to rediscover that we've forgotten why it's, it's so special. Hi, YouTubers. I'm excited. You're always bringing me stuff. Well, you're so southern. You're you can't southern. come to somebody's house. Uh, Empty-handed. Yeah, but you're more polite than me. I'm southern, but I forget to bring stuff all the time. Um, what, do you, what do you have for me? Well, I brought a mug for you and a, a mug for Portia. And I uh, hot chocolate, which is always nice. Yep. And then um, some amaryllis bulbs so you can <gasps> pour some for the holidays. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. You are excited about all of it. You found a Santa in an airport and got a Oh, yeah. I met Santa, y'all. I found him at the airport. And look. Look what he did. Okay, so then Santa, like, just looks at me and he's like, oh, I know you. And then he pulls this card out of his pocket. And can you see what the card says? No. Oh, naughty. How did he know? Yeah. He's Santa. How old are your kids? 15. My daughter's 15. My son is 11. And my my other son is 2. Wow. That's amazing yeah, to have. like Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's my son. 
There's my little two-year-old. Oh, yeah. boy. Adorable. He's the only one who's not embarrassed of me. I was going to say, the last time you were here, you were saying they don't understand how cool you are. Do they still feel that way? It's gotten worse, as you can possibly imagine. And he's the only one that'll let me take his picture, too. The rest are like, Mom, stop. Um, and the other day, now my 11-year-old has gotten so embarrassed of me. He said to me, <laughs> we were driving in the car. I had my coffee cup there. And he said, oh, the lipstick on your coffee cup is so embarrassing. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's embarrassing? Like, yeah, well, get over it, kid. Yeah. I have a lot of lipstick. <laughs> wow, it's amazing. I mean, I hear the stories that no matter what you do, you embarrass your kids. I think you're going to be uh, on the red carpet a lot. So we want you to represent. So we have uh, some hiking boots. What? 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 Yeah. That is yeah. so amazing. Well, because you know you got to dress up there, but I want you to still, you know, have to be able to find my way. You got to find your car at the end of the night. <laughs> Where's my compass? Uh, Wild is in theaters across the country starting today. Reese Witherspoon, everybody. Discover the power of new Dove Men Plus Care elements with charcoal and clay. Get a boost of freshness with new Dove Men Plus Care elements body wash. Raising kids is no easy task, but looking flawless while doing it, now that is the kind of feat that defines hashtag gold. Today we're breaking down the 12 hottest celebrity moms and their adorable kids right here on Listed. Up first, it's the ever-stunning Beyonce and the too-cute-to-be-real daughter, Blue Ivy. Check out the adorable Instagram video of Beyonce sharing her and Blue laughing and dancing while on vacation. Like mother, like daughter, she'll be doing the single ladies dance in no time. And up next is Kim Kardashian, who is, of course, mommy to North and St. West. Kim posted a picture of Baby Saint with the caption, You're the sun in my morning babe. And while Saint isn't old enough to speak yet, North certainly is and pretty much gets to say the greatest things every time we hear her speak. Just check out this Instagram video of North explaining to her mom that she's protecting her from skeletons. You're protecting me from skeletons? Yeah. Are they nice? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Not scared. Okay, so that's one part super cute and another part kind of creepy, but at least she describes the skeletons as not scary. That's one brave little ladybug right there. And next on our list, it's Jenny from the Block, a.k.a. one of the hottest moms in history, Jennifer Lopez, who is mommy to twins Emmy and Max. 
And obviously, we all know how drop-dead gorgeous Jennifer Lopez is, so we'll just leave these incredible pictures of her dancing with Max and Emmy right here. So it's a good thing those kids aren't old enough to be totally embarrassed by their mom's dance moves, but we'll doubt they'll ever have that problem in their life because it's J-Lo. Next up, it's Posh Spice, Victoria Beckham, who gave birth to three boys and a girl and still looks like she just walked off the runway 24-7. Victoria is not only a beauty who seems like she's incapable of aging, so jealous, she's also one proud British mommy who's always sharing photos of her and the kids with hubby David Beckham and expressing how proud she is of them all. She even shared this sweet Instagram clip of her youngest son, Cruz, singing. Because I'm hopeful, yes I am, hopeful for today. Take this music and use it, let it take you away. And be hopeful, hopeful, and help me go away. I know we didn't need but that's okay. Just be hopeful. So she's super hot. She's married to David Beckham, and all her kids are ridiculously good-looking and talented. Um, heads up if you want to trade lives with Victoria Beckham. Another stunning mom on our list who recently announced that she's expecting her second child is the cool, the funny, and super, super sexy Olivia Wilde. Check out this sweet picture she shared of her first son, Otis, to announce her second pregnancy. She hilariously captured the pic matching baby bumps, and if that isn't the funniest and cutest way to announce a pregnancy, I don't know what is. Next on our list is another Kardashian mom, Courtney Kay, who's obviously the mother to Rain, Mason, and Penelope, who we've gotten so many glimpses of over the years thanks to their appearances on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Take a look at this precious lunch date picture of Courtney with her youngest, Rain. Look at that little dimple, but before we let Rain have all the spotlight, you've got to see this video of Courtney's baby daddy, Scott Disick, shared of their older kids, Penelope and Mason, rocking out to Demi Lovato's Cool for the Summer. <laughs> Okay, I officially can't wait for those two to grow up and be hilarious on Keeping Up With The Kardashians Season 20. Our next sexy mama is a newly engaged singer, Sierra, who showed off her precious son, Future, in a series of intimate mother and son moments in her music video for her son, I Got You. Yes, that is the sound of ovaries all over the world exploding. And speaking of explosions, next up is Britney Spears, who, despite many explosive times in her public life, has always remained a committed mom to her sons, Jaden and Sean. Check out this Instagram video that she shared of the boys relaxing and having a fun time with their famous mom in Hawaii. Ooh.
She captioned the cute video, current mood, so I guess that means her current mood is playing Star Wars figurines in a shopping cart. Hashtag, we've all been there. Next on our list is a mom who makes our jaws drop every time she dances, Jenna Dewan Tatum. And not only is she an incredibly sexy and talented dancer and actress, Jenna is also a mom who makes sure to be a good role model for her daughter, Everly. Check out this pic of her showing Everly how to get ready to run up a hill ten times. It's probably safe to assume that Everly didn't join her mom on the run, but hopefully she'll be joining her and her daddy, Channing Tatum, in the dance studio soon. Because that would be really awesome and officially make them the coolest family ever on the dance floor. Next up on our list is Amber Rose, who is a beautiful and proud mama of three-year-old son, Sebastian. When Amber isn't spending her time being a feminist or a model, she's busy giving Sebastian some serious vocabulary lessons. Just check out how Sebastian describes the color of this ghost jellyfish in this Instagram video. Hey, Pumpkin, what color is the jellyfish at the aquarium? The ghost jellies. Yeah, what color are the ghost jellies? They're translucent. They are translucent. Good job, Pumpkin. Wow, that's pretty impressive. But hopefully she also told him how to not go near those jellyfish, whatever their color. All right, last but not least, our final hot celebrity mom on our list is also the newest mom on our list, model Chrissy Teigen, who just gave birth to a sweet, sweet baby girl that her and husband John Legend named Luna. How cute is that baby? Also, how on earth is this a picture of a woman who just gave birth to a human being? Oh, my goodness. Damn, Chrissy, even your dog is intimidated by your beauty. That or he's super freaked out about the baby. Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> so which one of these hot mama and cute pairs is your favorite? Get the conversation going right here in the comments, or you can tweet me at Rude Unicorns. And after that, be sure to click over here to watch our breakdown of all the times Chris Jenner was a cool mom. Thank you so much for hanging out with me here on Listed. I'm your host, Sarah Whittle, and I'll see you next time. For more clever videos. All right. Well, let's go to the phones. Finally, finally, somebody decent to talk to on the phone. What? After all night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please, please don't spank me this time. Oh, no, 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 no. I looked up at the the clock and it was 9. 30, I'm like, oh, no, it didn't. Oh, sorry, brother. No, don't, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm just glad you, it's you and not, not the person who who was on earlier. Wow. You know, I uh, I got into a little situation. A prophetess, right? Oh. She's, going, she's at a, she's at a, a uh, conference out in Spokane, Washington. Oh. On the East Coast at a conference, right? And she said, can you please send me $60? I said, not really. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so then I said, you know what? I'll try to send her something, maybe to get uh, breakfast or lunch or something like that. So she gave me the number of her card, her Western Union card. I go to three places. They don't know how to do it or they don't do it. Yeah, uh, 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 you know how to load a card, right? Yeah. So anyway, I'm letting her know. That. I said, look here, I can't do it, but 
If you send me your address, I'll just send you a card. You know what I mean? Like I'll put like $20 or something in the card as a donation to a ministry. Yeah. What I need a card for? Like, okay. Alrighty Thanks then. for the attitude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't tell her I was going to put some money in it. But just, you know, just give me this, your address and I'll do something for you. Right, I'll send you a card. But the attitude, now what did she go out there, all the way out to Spokane, Washington, for, to, to get a deliverance or healing or whatever, and you're going to still have an attitude? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's not You go good. all the way across the country for two days of traveling on a bus and still got the same negative attitude. Lesson learned, Michael. Yeah. So how yeah. you been? Oh, good. I looked at the phone call, but... <laughs> other than that, it was it was a good day. Beautiful. Good Mother's Day. Hmm. Good... Yeah, earlier it was good, but then it started raining for about five minutes this afternoon. Bless you. So, but it's still cold. It's cold? Yeah, it's cold. <clears throat> In May? This weekend, this weekend has, all, has been like a February weekend. My March, I said, I said, uh, early March. Goodness. It doesn't even sound. It doesn't even feel like May. Oh, it feels like it, Oh, it feels like May, June here. Oh yeah. Okay. Temperature is going up. Ow! Send me some of that heat. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> Yeah, don't some, worry. I'll I'll be down there before you know it. Yeah. Tonight we was coming down. Uh, maybe the last of June, middle of June, something like that. Yeah, that'll be good. Mm. Yeah, tonight we barbecue and catfish. Oh my goodness. <laughs> tonight we 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 only had like one good subject, and that was about about um Comey and. Why he got fired? <laughs> yeah, why did he get fired? Well, uh, your pres your president said that he was a showboat, showboater. Oh, uh, that's your president. <laughs> your president. I don't I, see where I, I ain't vote for. Him. I ain't vote for. Him. I did not cast a vote for. Him. I went the other way. Ah, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, cause I just got my Time magazine yesterday, and, and <laughs> it, uh, it was it went in the article that says it was the mother of all bombshells, and Donald Trump dropped it in the afternoon of May ninth on an unsuspecting Washington. Hmm. Now just, that was, now that took your cake. He just dropped the boom on on him. 
Just like just like it wasn't nothing. Well, remember when he was running, people were making jokes about you fired, you fired, and sure enough. <laughs> yeah, he. There ain't no joke nowadays. Yeah, he is. He he went back to his. He went back to the Prentice days. Hmm. Now mm-hmm. everybody's gonna be walking on eggshells around him. Oh yeah. Nobody say nothing. Nobody can say nothing against him because now he's gonna pull out his trump card. Oh. Uh-huh. The, the the spade up the sleeves. My goodness. I mean, everybody gonna be everybody gonna be tiptoeing and. It's going to be tiptoeing around here, around the yep. White House. Don't make any waves. Don't make any waves. You make any waves. What was the thing about he better not have no recordings of us either? Now, that, <laughs> that took the take, too. Yeah, there might be some recordings. Can you say Nixon? Hey, I can say Nixon. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, it was like it, it was like it was like darn. He he just just dropped it just like that, like he ain't nothing. I mean, he he dropped it. Why would he dropped it? He dropped it like it hot. <laughs> Unexpectedly hot. It's because in a out, out of the oven hot. Uh huh. In, mm. in a in a Manila envelope, handed hand delivered by his longtime aide, the rookie president and former FBI director James Comey, Comey who whose whose agents. Uh, shoulder deep in an investigation of the Trump campaign's possible ties to Russia, melding in 2016 presidential campaign that he was kaput. Quote, while I greatly appreciate you in- informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation, I never... I nevertheless concur with the judgment of the Department of Justice that you are not able to effectively lead the bureau, Trump wrote. That's this is the memo. Wow. Um uh Comey, who was in Los Angeles on bureau business uh, learn of the firing on television. First, <laughs> Get out of here! Yeah. At first he thought it was a joke. I didn't hear that one. I did not yeah. hear that one. He, <clears throat> he, on learned, he learned of the firing on television. But look at, look, at, look at it this way. The FBI is not just some little dinky uh, subcommittee type organization. That's a FBI is next to CIA as far as 
investigation and in intelligence. Yeah. So therefore, if you can find somebody from the FBI just like that, that means everybody else has got to like, oh my God, oh my God, what's up? They got a lot. They got a lot of folks who's who's in the running for for the FBI for the um, FBI director's job, which we, which will remain to be seen, and how this is going to play out, and how um, how this is going to play out, and how this is going to be a shocker of some kind. You know it's going to be a shocker. Yep. Look at look at uh, look at some of the other uh, nominees. Where That's do right. you find these people? I don't know. It's like they all come out the woodwork. Yeah. They got one congressman who's who's who who he's on the list. It's, it's really they say it's a short list, but that that short list looks like a long list to me. Mm. That, well, we'll find out. Well, I'm gonna keep my eye on it and, and uh, see how how it goes and talk about it next week and see how it goes. Cause okay. you'll be you'll be on tomorrow, same time. 5:30. Same place, five thirty, six thirty. Yep, talking about attitude. Ooh, got yep. you. Ooh, how can we how can we stop stop the violence and talking about people killing each other when the church people got a bad attitude? You know what I mean? A lot of the church people, not everybody. Come on, now. yeah, there are some who do have it. Got yeah. a chip but, on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and you got others who like well <laughs> not my business uh not my concern so what it's not on my it's it's too high for my pay it, it's this mm. it's now on my pay it's too high for my, my pay yeah <laughs> concern me yeah Okay. Well, so you'll be on five thirty, six thirty on www.soundviewtv.org. All right. Well, what those say, never late than never. All right. Rather then. late than never. Well, you caught the you caught the last the last of it, so you got the last word tonight. <laughs> Well, God bless you. Take care. Happy Mother's Day to those who have never said Mother's Day too. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Keep your peace. Keep love alive. Keep joy in your heart. And be strong in the Lord in the presence of His might. All right. <laughs> All right, dear. Have a good God week. You, my brother. All right. Take care. Okay. This has been Nation Talk, a public affairs program, live from Public Affairs Program is 8 p.m. Eastern Time here on Sunday nights. Be sure to join me next Sunday 
And remember, the views and opinions of Nation Talk are not necessarily views of talk show. Generated Productions and its sponsors. This is Nation Talk. Good night. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.